So we are back with another podcast, number six of the year. Um, you know, forgot to turn it in. My grade dropped a little bit. Sorry, Mr. Kane. Forty-nine. Yeah. Um. You know, year's been going good. Month's been going. The month has been going good. You know. I hope your month is good. Um. I cannot play it tomorrow. What's tomorrow? Is it tomorrow Wednesday? Yeah. No, Thursday. Yeah, I cannot play tomorrow. Um, due to uh, the rule at WCPSS.net that on senior skip days, as seniors, you cannot skip. So I do not understand that one. Yeah, yeah, whatever. But I mean, it's all right. It's just a scrimmage. Yeah. Come on. Got my backup playing shortstop, Mr. Anderson Ward. You're probably playing shortstop. They're not going to put force guard at shortstop. So, uh,. <clears throat> I'm here with Mr. Ward. Uh, what's your what's your uh, what's your views on uh, how the year's going in marketing and baseball? You know, come on. Um, I think that the MLB is doing super good advertising. Uh, yesterday, I was on MLB Instagram, and I saw Brian Miller get absolutely embarrassed. Oh yeah, that was, I saw that. And uh, however, uh, surprisingly, after he got brutally embarrassed by. A, Absolutely disgusting curveball. He hit a triple on the next pitch. Yeah, apparently. That's what James said. Then never mind. Brian, if you're out there, man, you're doing what you're doing. Um, don't get embarrassed next time. Uh, yeah. Let's go Cats. Thank you, Mr. Ward. And, uh, you know, in the marketing business, how could you use bundles and other advertisement like golden tickets and stuff as to um to a way to bring your audience to the games um i think oh he did actually apparently um well i think wow you're close i think that um we we need to use bundles to attract more people because the more bundles the more opportunities there are for people to, with lower incomes to buy tickets to come to the games. Because if you were to come... I know he reading off a screen. Yeah. Um, so there were also other opportunities that happened to be um, with... If, there was, if you were to do the golden ticket... <laughs> if you were to do the golden... <laughs> If you were to do the golden ticket, you could buy a ticket for a thousand dollars and then come back and redeem it for any type, <laughs> any type of game and for any seat in the house. Last question, Mr. Ward, before our commercial break. Um, how do you think it affects season ticket holders seeing that these bundles are are being added? And uh, do you think that it's fair to the season ticket holders or not? I think they can suck it up because. Um, if you're a season ticket holder, you can stop buying them at any time you want. You don't have to continue buying them for the rest of your life. And you can also stop buying them and buy some of these bundles. So definitely a two-way street here, so uh, not a big deal. So, yeah. Thank you, Mr. Ward. Uh, have a great day. So, uh, after our commercial break, I'm here with Reagan Williams. She's a big part of the IB program. And um, how do you think IB uses advertising 
to get more IB students, like sophomores or freshmen, to come do the IB program. Um, there are posters. They also have meetings where, if you're interested, you can go and learn about it. Um, can you elaborate on that? Let's see. Um, there are posters of IB with IB things on them. And the meetings talk about IB from students who have been in it and Mr. Barron who heads it. Do you think that... Uh, this impacts the amount of people that want to do IB? Um, kind of no, a little bit yes, because most people already know going into high school if they want to do it or not, but the meetings do help to inform them. Well, for people who didn't know about IB until their sophomore year, what do you think there's a way that you could uh, get them to do IB without them feeling stressed? Uh, I don't think there's a way to do it without making them stress. It's more work. And, uh, Thank you. Thank you, Ray. So we are back with a, another commercial break from another commercial break, you know. You know, you know there's very uh, big keys to pricing objectives. One, survival, you know, prices are flexible. A company can lower them in order to increase sales enough to keep the business going. It's always good to have your business going, booming. You know, you don't want to be a... Uh, bad business you want to make profit obviously so that's number two price has both direct and indirect effects on profit you know how high your uh, prices are compared to your to your competitors it makes a big difference and sales obviously number three sales sales oriented pricing objectives seek to boost volume or market share you know uh status quo you know status quo price objectives is a tactical goal that encourages competition on factors other than price it focuses on maintaining market share for example but not increasing it or matching or competitors price rather than beating it you know what i'm saying you want to match it you don't want to beat it because then you won't be gaining anything you know i think we can all learn from that <gasps> um steps to setting a price strategy for your business Select a pricing objective to decide where you want, <gasps> want to position your market offering. You know, determine the demand, estimate the cost, analyze competitor costs, prices, offers, and possible reactions. You know, you always want to beat your competitors, not match them. You always want to make profit. Select the pricing method and finally select the price. Those are six key ways, strategies for you to improve your profit and your business. You know, I'm gonna show you how the channels of di distributions work. You got a producer, makes and provides goods and services. Ultimate customer, personally uses the product to satisfy her or his own needs or wants, you know. That would be me buying Nike shoes, Nike cleats, New Balance cleats, because I play baseball and I need them. Um, industrial user, a business that buys the product used to make other products are used and operate of the company. You know what I'm saying? Middlemen that uh, operate between producers and consumers or users to help in the movement of pro the movement of products are uh, intermediaries. I think I said that right. You know, you got realtors also business that uh, buy consumer goods and sell them to uh, ultimate consumers. You know, wholesalers businesses that buy goods for producers or agents and sell them to retailers. So like. 
a market can sell it to like the Nike store, you know what I'm saying? And the Nike sells it to us. That's how they get their money. No. That'd be it. Um, channels for services. I don't want to come watch the game of Holly Springs that we're about to play on Thursday. Intangible. No need to ship or store. Most follow a direct route, but sometimes agents are involved. Make it pay. According to the products you've used this week, how did they get to you? From the producer. Channel members marketing up products during times of disaster or low prices. Is it ethical? I don't know.